Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Whenever It Kicks with me, Jessie Cave. Um, I am keeping my promise and I'm, I'm here again. I'm, I'm still standing, podcasting. Um, so I hope everyone is well. I am chronically sleep deprived as always, but quite, quite positive, quite positive today. Um, I've just had a really nice morning with my, with my three-year-old who is, I think my favorite. Is that bad? No. They're all my favorite in different ways, but 10 is, uh, really great. He's, he's a really, really great boy. Um, he's got really, really long, long blonde hair and he, we got him a Thor costume for Christmas and he looks like mini Thor. It's so cool. He's like, he's just, he's just, he, he looks like a little superhero. I adore him. I adore him. And he has got this, um, habit of getting very attached to one object. So he's, 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 he plays with Lego, even though three-year-olds shouldn't really play with Lego because of the choking hazards, but because Donnie has so much Lego, he just started playing with Lego really young and he's advanced, obviously. Super advanced. Genius. He's a genius. I actually think he's a genius. Does every, does every mother think their child is a genius? Cause I think, I think, I think he is an actual genius, but obviously like I, I think I once thought I was a genius. Uh, now I know I'm not, but I think I once did like one of those IQ tests online and it was such a terrible result. It was so embarrassing that from then on, I've kind of just, yeah, I've never, ever, I've never told anyone that. Really, really stupid. According to the internet, I am really fucking stupid. Um, anyway, so I think, yeah, he's super clever. He plays with Lego and he becomes very attached to, he's, he loves the show Ninjago, which is a bit like a cult. Ninjago is genius. It's such a good program. There's about 18 series and it's all the Lego, the Lego universe. It's just amazing. Kids get so obsessed with it. And Donnie and Margot love it too. So it was, and there's a really cool theme tune, which um, all of the children dance to. It's really funny. It's like, ninja, ninja, spin, spin. And even the baby does it. It's great. So he gets very attached to certain ninjas and um, he holds one in his hand until he loses it. And of course he loses one a day. And then we have to go on this big search to find the ninja. Um, it's it's actually a bit of a nightmare because I spend a lot of the day looking for a tiny like ninja helmet. <sighs> it's uh, And he goes to bed clutching the ninja and I have to say, no, you, you can't go to bed with it because it's a bit dangerous. You could swallow it in your sleep. We can't have that. And he said, no, no, I need it. So he keeps it in his hand and then I have to go back five minutes after he's fallen asleep and un, un- get it from his clenched fist. And then usually I lose something and then I spend like five minutes looking for the tiny bit I've lost and I can't find it. And then I can't sleep because I spend the entire night thinking, okay, we're going to wake up, find, somehow find the Lego piece that I couldn't find when I was awake. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to just put that in my mouth. I'm going to put that in my mouth and we're going to choke during the night. That's great. Every, every day that happens every single day. Donnie got a, a big Avengers Lego set for his ninth birthday. He's nine. He's actually nine. Can you believe that? He's in a few days time. It's the anniversary of me and Alfie having a one night stand and getting pregnant with him. 10 years ago, 10 years ago, he was conceived. Insane. Anyway, so Donnie got this Avengers set 
of Lego. And in in the, one of the figures that comes in the set is Captain America and Dot Ten loves Captain America and basically made Donnie give him this Captain America figure. And you can see where the story is going. Um, he said, look, you pr- promise you're not going to lose it, Ten. You can't lose it. I'm only going to give it to you if you don't lose it. And Ten was like, I promise I won't lose it, even though he loses about five ninjas a week. Um, so yeah, he's got, he, he lost the Captain America after, after keeping it for quite a long time. He had it for about two days before he fully lost it. And so I then felt so guilty. I ordered a Captain America minifigure on Amazon that weirdly comes with a Thor hammer. I don't know why. And, um, we're just waiting for the moment that he loses that. But I spend my, I spend like a good, a good chunk of time a week buying specific Lego minifigures to replace the minifigure that he's lost. That's just part of parenting though. Part of parenting is going on Amazon frequently and buying stuff that you've lost. Um, so yeah, what, what else is happening? I'm also sleep deprived on top of my sleep apnea, my snoring and breastfeeding the baby all night. Um, <laughs> and, and anxiety, just general anxiety slash depression, you know, what, all of that cocktail. Um, I also don't sleep because my seven-year-old daughter has quite violent nightmares, really bad nightmares, maybe one a night, sometimes two. And after which she has to get into my bed and she's kind of shaking and crying. And the thing is, when I, when she talks about them the next day, they don't sound that scary. And I can't say that to her because she's trembling with fear when she's having them. But I'm like, are you sure you're remembering this right? Because that sounds quite great, that dream you had. So don't know what's going on in her brain, but she's, she's brilliant. She's only seven, but she's so weirdly kind of mature for her age and is very into ABBA, loves Mamma Mia. All the kids in their school, Donnie's in year four and she's in year three. They love ABBA and um, they all think they've all watched Mamma Mia, which is quite a sexy film. Like Piers Brosnan is sexy in that film. Obviously all the younger girls love Dominic Cooper. I don't know why, but anyway, they do. And my daughter obviously wants to be Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried? Seyfried, the most beautiful woman in the world, according to some. And she does look stunning in this film. Um, And so I've now watched Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia 2 a good number of times. Like It's like her favorite day is to watch Mamma Mia and then watch Mamma Mia 2. And it used to be the nativity films. I think I talked about that before in the podcast, but she was obsessed with the nativity films. And that's when I tried to put on my nativity for the local community and it failed. I failed putting on a local nativity. I did fail. I will endeavor to do that this year. That is my mission in life to put on a nativity for the local community starring my daughter. Side note, my daughter this Christmas was involved in a local community production of Matilda that a mother put on and she decided that it was okay to make her child Matilda. Now, I don't think that's okay. Me and Alfie don't think that's okay. Like, there should have been like a few Matildas, you know, like, you know, understudies in the West End, there should have been a few, there should have been a few Matildas, not one, but Margaret was very gracious about it. And she played Matilda's mum. Anyway, that's my mission to put on a nativity this Christmas and just have to get everything done first. And then I'm going to be a stage mum. That is my calling in life to be a stage mum. Alfie doesn't want our kids to get into show business, which is a source of contention for us, but I... I, I, I agree with him. I do agree with him because all child actors are 
very unhappy adults. I don't think I know one that is personally, I don't know one child actor who has successfully become a happy together, self-assured adult, because you always have that history of just rejection and those formative memories you have of those auditions and not getting them and or getting them and getting that ego boost when you're a child and then never having that same ego boost again. It's just terribly toxic. I don't want them to do that. But it would be nice. It would be nice to, for them to get one job and like meet, you know, a famous Hollywood star once. That would be nice. I wouldn't mind that, but that's not going to happen. We did go to see, um, we did go to see the witches at the National Theatre. I was invited for press night, which was quite exciting because there's lots of famous people. Um, and I just had my hair done. I just had my hair uh, cut and had balayage in. So I was letting it loose for the first time in years. It's been in tight plaits for years or a top bun. And that's hurting my top. That's hurting my, my scalp now. So I can't wear it in a top bun as much, which is very upsetting. I'm worried I'm going bald actually, right, right, right where I put the clamp in for the top bun. And so I just, I'm now too scared to put it in top bun again. So anyway, I just had my hair balayaged, which took about 18 hours. I keep using the word, using the number 18. I'm sorry. I don't know why. Actually, I might do like a montage of all the time I've used the number 18 in all these podcasts because I, I know it's a lot. I don't know why I've got that, you know, the, that number keeps popping up in my head. Anyway, we went to see the witches press night. My hair was down. It was a very glamorous night and there were some children in it, this production. And they were incredible. They were just incredible. And it made me think, is everything just going to get better and bigger? Like how tennis players used to use wooden rackets and used to be short and now they're tall and they use these amazing rackets and they can hit faster than anyone's ever hit. And, you know, is it just going to be the case where children actors get so good that we're like, we should just employ, employ them as an adult. They could just play an adult. They're so good. Does everything just get, because we know more and there's more kind of, I don't know, resources, I guess they've seen more children in other shows. So they get kind of educated by those children and then they get better. And I don't know, just, is everything just going to get better with each generation? And I feel like sometimes is this me worrying about getting older when I think these things? I think it is. Anyway, they were so good. And it's kind of, I think, on target to be the next Matilda success, um, Matilda's stage show by Tim Minchin, which I think is amazing. And um, Margot absolutely loved that. We took her when she was like three and she loved the witches so much. Even Donnie loved it. And the children were so much better than the adults. They were just better actors than the adults. Isn't that insane? Anyway, so that's how Margot is. She's a double of me. She looks exactly like I did when I was that age. And it's just so strange to have like a little girl who's kind of growing up and they're going, her and Alfie are going to see ABBA. They're going to see ABBA. The, that's why I was talking about this. Sorry. Now I just realized I've just connected the dots in my own mind, but they're going to see ABBA live or, you know, ABBA, what's it called? ABBA, ABBA, just ABBA this weekend. And, um, I'm very excited. She's got a sequin dress. Very, very, very fancy. Um, I guess my main, uh, dilemma right now is splitting the time between each of the children, which I don't do very successfully. I kind of have to group them in a lot of the time, which means that Donnie gets quite frustrated because he has to share 
or Margot gets frustrated because she's the only girl or, um, but I have to kind of split my time between worrying about them and how good I'm being as a mother, worrying about my job and how I'm going to get time to do it well. And then worrying about how much of my life I should be sharing and posting and making content of, because that's the vicious cycle of being a creative. You've got to worry quite a lot of the time about what you're putting out there as, um, you know, content, because if you don't, you're made to believe or made to feel like if you don't do the content, you're going to be left behind and you're not going to be relevant. So put the content out. It doesn't matter what it is. Just put it out there. Just get the followers, just get it out there, get the likes. And I get sucked in because I'm like, I should be doing that. You know, I, I should, I should be relevant. I should be, I should be seen. I should, I should get that out there. I've got to, I've got to do that or I'm not going to get people to buy my book or I'm not going to get people to buy my tickets. But inside I'm like, but that requires so much time and effort. And I want to be whatever I put out there. I want to be, you know, I, I want, I want it to be considered and I want to think about it and make sure that it's got a meaning or, you know, there's, there's a reason for it to be put, put, put out there into the world. And then I spent my time looking at Instagram and I, I really tried to have a break from it for a while. And I, I felt so clear headed. It was incredible. I felt like I was finally listening, which is awful, but obviously I've got sucked back in and I'm looking and I'm liking all the silly videos and, you know, like just seen one of Freddie Mercury sitting on his bed with a cat. And I just spent ages looking at this photo of Freddie Mercury sitting on a bed with a cat. And I was like, what am I doing? I could have read a book to my child. I could have read a book. Becca is obsessed with We're Going on a Bear Hunt. He reads that book a lot. Like we read it up to 10 times a day. There's even a Channel 4 uh, half hour film of We're Going on a Bear Hunt with Olivia Coleman. I didn't think she needed that job, but she did it. Olivia Coleman um, is the mum and they go on a bear hunt. Olivia Coleman isn't on the bear hunt. She's gone to look after her, her mum. But um, We're Going on a Bear Hunt on Channel 4. We watch that a number of times a day. It's He's obsessed. He's absolutely obsessed with going on a bear hunt. And I don't know why this book is such a hit. It's such a hit. And I don't know, he knows all the words, even though he can't really speak. He does like swishy, swishy. He goes tiptoe, tiptoe, big eyes. So sweet. Love it. Um, but I'm relieved because I think in the last couple of days, because he's destroyed the book now, it doesn't even have a cover. Um, we've had to sellotape it together numerous times. I think he's finally giving up Bear Hunt and he's moved on to another book called Monkey Puzzle by Julia Donaldson, which is a great book. And um, now we've done that. I've read that a few times already today. But yeah, you think that the Bear Hunt phase is going to last forever, but then they move on. So sad. Anyway, um, so I do spend a lot of my time looking at social media and I need to stop because I find it, I find I get like enraged by what I see. Like I find myself enraged when somebody is like really like beautiful or like fit, like physically fit. I get really, I get really jealous of the really strong, like fitness based women because I'm like, that just, you have the time. You don't have to go to the gym, like force out 5k as quickly as you can and then get home, which is what I do, which is still brilliant. I'm still very lucky that I'm able to go to the gym. Like that was such, such a thing I missed. First of all, during lockdown. Second of all, when I was pregnant and you couldn't do as much. And then when I finally recently, only in about September, joined the gym again, after years of not having a membership, I would just do the occasional class here and there. But I finally joined the gym again and I felt, I feel like I'm me again. And I, I used to hate when people said that about motherhood, like, oh, 
you know, you lose yourself and then you, you know, I, I feel like get, get, get you back, get you back. But I, I really do. That's the only circumstance where I'm like, okay, I get that. I get what that means now. But finally have that me back with going on a treadmill, listening to some silly music or a really serious podcast, you know, with someone talking about things that I don't understand, but just kind of, I can zone out to. And just doing half an hour of a run is something I've done since I was like 10. I, I went to the gym really young because of my kind of tennis and swimming upbringing. I've, the gym has always been something I've done. It's just a way of life for me. And so not doing that is, it really did feel quite, I tried to do all the videos or I tried, because I like, I like feeling fit. I like doing that kind of stuff. Um, I really suppressed that for a while. And so doing that again has been the first time where I've been like, okay, it's getting a bit easier. You know, I'm able to leave, I'm able to leave the baby and go to the gym, which is amazing. And then also for my brain, when I'm writing, it's just kind of, if I don't move once in the day, I'm kind of fucked. So anyway, they're they're the mums I get jealous of the most, the ones who are really into fitness. Who's that girl? Gemma Atkinson, the one who was in Hollyoaks, who's now like a bodybuilder. Oh my God, I love her. I love her so much. I love her body. I love everything about her. Anyway, she does these amazing videos of her. I mean, I've only seen one, but she's like in her own gym in the house. She's married to the dancer she was with on Strictly Come Dancing. Gorka. Oh my God, Gorka, who's the best underrated Strictly dancer. Anyway, love Strictly. She does these videos of the baby wandering around the gym as she's doing like deadlifts. And that's what I want. I want a home gym and I want to do videos of my toddler running around as I do deadlifts. I can't do deadlifts. I try and do a deadlift. I can't, I can't dead or lift. Anyway, so they're the mums I'm most jealous of on Instagram, but the other ones that I've seen lately that have enraged me, not in a jealousy way, but in a like, what, what is this? What are you doing? Why are you spending your time on this planet doing this? And why is it getting so much attention and all of these likes, which obviously I'm jealous of, obviously I would like that many likes. But yeah, I would never do this. This one I saw the other day, a woman had set of like a woman had set up her tri- tripod, obviously set up her tripod to film herself crying after putting her toddler to sleep whilst holding her newborn in a baby carrier and set up the tripod to watch her, to film her picking up all the toys from the day. And then sitting on the sofa, she said she'd move the tripod to put in front of her as she sits on the sofa and she starts crying and then moved her tripod to the laundry room where she's putting the laundry away and then moved the tripod to the kitchen where she's putting the dishwashing away. And I just thought, first of all, this is silly. Like you've moved your tripod like five times. Like this has been, a, a this is work. You've done a, a job here. What are you doing? And then the caption was like, motherhood is hard. Uh, I'm, my husband's away a lot because of his job and I have to do it on my own a lot and it's just hard. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's hard, but it, I would never set up a tripod to film myself doing things that you just like, if you don't put the the washing away or the dishwashing away, or you don't put the toys away or you like, you like, there's just something you got to do. It's not, you're not being a hero for doing it. I found that really, I know that that's kind of some people were like, oh, she just wants to be seen. But at the same time, like, you're not, I don't know. I just don't understand why that's worthy of being there. And it's just so self-indulgent to sit and film yourself crying. And it just paints such a negative, like the baby is on you right there. 
you're filming yourself crying with your baby on you. That image will be online forever and you're willing for that to be there. Like just really, really, really just like that kind of negative portrayal of motherhood where everything is hard and you should deserve like an applause for doing the most basic of things. Like really can't bear it. Sorry if that's too judgmental, but just get on with it. And if you can't get on with it, like, you know, don't put a video out there. (laughs) Just, you know, find some help. And I don't know. I know it's hard because she might not have any help, but she had a a dryer on top of her washer, which is a dream setup. So all she had to do to get the drying into the washing machine or the washing machine was just to, I made, you know, those people have the fancy little pullout. They can put the tray, the washing basket on a tray under the washing machine or the dryer. Genius. Oh my God. I've never been so jealous of anything as I am of people who have a specific laundry room. Love that. In all fairness to her, lately, as the children are getting bigger, I have realized that a good portion of my day is cleaner. I am now mostly a cleaner or a waitress. And that's okay. If you don't give your daughter or your son a drink, they won't have a drink. Isn't that mental? Like you you need to give them water to survive because they don't. Even a nine-year-old kind of forgets to drink water. Like my 36-year-old boyfriend forgets to drink water. I have to remind him to drink water. So a nine-year-old is not going to remember to drink water. So that's the main thing, I think, when people talk about, oh, do you have any advice for mothers, you know, like new mothers? Like just remember to make them drink water. I think that's the number one. Right. I've talked for a lot. Sorry if this was quite negative. What have I written down here? Three favorite eyes. Hmm. (laughs) Don't remember that. Don't remember I was going to talk about my three favorite eyes because I don't have three eyes. Hmm. Sorry about that. Anyway, my toddler this morning um, said to me at one point, mommy, I have hot hands. I have hot hands. He wanted me to take off his coat. Very sweet. And then when I was going to the gym um, the other day and I felt guilty about going to the gym when they were at home, very happy watching TV. They were fine. They, they didn't, they, they wouldn't miss me, but I still felt guilty that I was going. Donnie, Donnie could sense he's, he, he could sense that I felt guilty. And he was like, mommy, just go to the gym, go live your life. Which I thought was very wise of him. Anyway, thank you for very, very much for listening and I'll be back very soon. Um, lots of uh, good energy towards you all. That's my, that's my 2024 thing. Rather than look online and feel bitter and twisted, which is what I do every time I go online. I'm trying to now, every time I look at someone's stupid story and they're like posting up how great their life is or how much success they have or what, whatever. I'm trying to just, instead of being like, oh God, so annoying. Oh, and why are you doing that? Why are you that? I'm trying to be like, I wish you well. Every time I click on a new story, I wish you well. New story. I wish you well. That's what my mission is for 2024. I wish you well. And with that, I will end this podcast. Thank you for listening.